0: This is the second episode of Small Town Horror. I am Johnny Reyes. Randy Howard. And we are here today to do our review of Rob Zombie's 2007 remake of Halloween. Written and directed by Rob Zombie, of course. And uh, Randy, the first thing I've noticed about this, it has a lot, a lot of horror icons and big celebrities in this movie. There's a lot of people in this movie
1: that as I was watching it, I I realized that I recognized them some recognized them from somewhere and I had to pull up my phone and do some Googling and find out exactly where I knew them from. Uh the first one I soon I first one I texted you about was Brad Dwarf, yes. which is obviously Chucky. Um so it's and there's a there's a lot of people in there that I that I I
0: completely forgot was in that movie. And I must say I think he's my favorite in the entire movie. He just brings something to that sheriff bracket. That was perfect casting. See, my pro-
1: my only issue with it was every time I blinked, I heard his voice, and I thought, "Am I watching Child's Play? Am I watching <laughs> Halloween?" Because it, it's it's that Charles Lee Ray voice, right? I mean, you, right. you can't disguise that. Yep. He's a like, wanna play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, it's like
0: him and Mark Hamill. You hear the voice, you know exactly who it is. Exactly. Well, we're gonna get here with the cast. I mean. uh... Playing Michael Myers in this series is uh, Tyler Maine, which I think does a great job. He's a mountain of a man. Yes. And I remember I got to meet him in Indianapolis, Indiana, in two, uh, well, it was about four years ago, and they were doing a Halloween reunion. And I was taking a picture with him, and I was, like, under his armpit. It's, it's a, <laughs> he's a big man. But uh, he plays the adult Michael Myers, and Dave I think his name's Dag Furch. Firch. he plays young Michael, which – he is an amazing actor, too. Yeah, he really is. Man, he did a great job. Yeah. Uh, let's see, we got uh, Scout Taylor uh, Compton. She plays Lori Strode. Uh, Malcolm McDowell plays Samuel Loomis. And we got Dan- Danielle Harris, which she's from the original Halloween series, part four and five. She played Annie in this one, Annie Brackett. And like you said, uh, Brad Dwarf plays Sheriff Brackett. Uh, Add some new ones to this one, uh, Sherry Moon Zombie played deborah uh, myers william Forsythe played ronnie white and i did even though i didn't like the ronnie character william Forsythe played in devil's rejects raising arizona uh and a, tons more but he's just an amazing old school actor yeah he's he's definitely got that kind of old school feel to him even in newer movies today yes <clears throat> uh and like me and you were talking about before we started recording uh Hannah Hall was playing Judith Myers. Yeah, which,
1: I, when I seen her, I knew I recognized her from somewhere. And when I was pulling it up and I was looking, it's actually Little Jenny from Forrest Gump. Yes. Which is, which is crazy to think of Little Jenny, and now she's in this horror movie, you know, so many
0: years later. And she's halfway naked. And she's halfway naked, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my, one of my favorite celebrities to ever meet, talk with, she's just a sweet woman, Dee Wallace. She's a horror icon. Mm-hmm. She played the mother on Cujo, the mother in E.T. I mean, uh, I'm trying to think. See, now my mind just went completely blank now, <laughs> now that we're recording. I mean, Dee Wallace, uh, well, she played in Lords of Salem. I don't know if you ever seen that one. That's another Rob Zombie movie. I haven't seen that one. Uh, the Howling is a great one. That's yeah. one of her best yeah. ones. Uh, let's see. And Ken Faree played Big Joe Grizzly. Ken yeah. Faree is known from uh, uh, D- uh, Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Uh, He was also in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. I mean, Ken Feree, actually, and he was the dad on Kenan and Kel. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I remember because he was bald. That's what kind of threw me off. And just watching him play Big
1: Joe Grizzly was just like, he's just like this cool cat that you don't want to cross. You know
0: what I mean? He's like this big trucker that, like, Woo! And I love it because when he gets out, and he's like, and I don't even know what he's saying, but he gets out and he's just yelling. Everybody's like, man, man, look here, <laughs> yeah, Be, it's brand new coat. Like he, he kills me, man. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Leslie Easterbrook, she's in this. She's uh, she played in Devil's Rejects, but her main uh, character that everybody knows her from Police Academy. She was the hot yeah. blonde. Yeah, the blonde on uh, Yes. Yeah. And uh, the late great Sid Haig, Captain Spaulding. He was the caretaker. Man, I I wish he would have had a bigger role in this one. Yeah. Just because he is such a good actor. Well, if you watch the documentary on it, uh, uh, Rob didn't even have that character in the movie. Yeah. And then he just called Sid and said, hey, you got time to film this? Yeah, sure. So it was kind of a a quick thing, but...
1: But See, and that's, that's what's crazy about it is I, and Johnny has knocked me outside the head before for saying this, I haven't yet to watch Devil's Rejects. Yes. But... He's shown me a scene before from it that, that from from Sig and it was just it, it made me want to watch the movie just because of the way his acting
0: is in it. Oh he's he's fantastic man and uh rest in peace by the way. Yes. Yes, late great Captain Spaulding. Uh Tom Toles is another great actor. Uh he he's also played in uh, Rob Zombie's House of Thousand Corpses and he was in Devil's Rejects. Lou Temple, awesome awesome dude to ever meet he was in devil's rejects he was in the walking dead one of my favorites bill mosley chop top from texas chainsaw massacre 2 (laughs) (laughs) you're like what is all this otis from house of house corpse devil's rejects three from hell uh bill mosley's great actor and finally danny trail is I mean, the man. One but, of my all-time favorite actors. And he played the sweet <clears throat> person in this this janitor. And that's what I was
1: thinking the entire time I was watching it. When I when I think of Danny Tregio, I'm thinking of Desperado when he played the guy yes. with the knives. Yes. And, and all of the gangster on um Machete the, too. Machete on uh Sons of Anarchy mm-hmm. playing, you know, the cartel. That's the kind of roles that I see Danny Trejo in. Yeah, he's in Breaking Bad too. Yeah, and Yeah, so when I see him as this sweet janitor that's taking care of this young kid in the cycle, where that's kind of it's kind of weird.
0: It's weird, but he flipped that switch yeah. where you feel so bad for him, dude. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. just like you know, when him when he he's talking to little Michael, and he's like, hey. Don't let these walls get to you, you know. He, hes I've been there. I've been behind the walls. Yeah, he's looking yeah. at for him. you know. Yeah, he really is. That's what makes, which we're going to get into it. I'm not going to go over it. Yep. That's what makes that one scene just heartbreaking it's at, at one point. So before we get into this and start <clears throat> cutting down the movie, I just want to thank everybody who listened to our first episode of the original 1978 Halloween. Uh, we appreciate it. We have... Plenty more to come in the future. Well, yeah, we've already been talking about all kinds of different movies. That yeah, we do. and Randy's actually introducing movies to me that I have not seen, and I'm a big horror buff. I love the horror film genre, so I'm going. I'm excited for that. I'm kind of hoping to get him to do Milo. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but it's an old school movie. We yeah. will make it happen, yeah. bud. All right, so we're gonna kick the show, the movie off, and the first thing I love about this kiss, God of Thunder. Mm-hmm. All it just says, boom, it pans, and it shows the Myers house. It's like, dun, 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 I love that. Yeah, that's my favorite Kiss song of all time, maybe because I'm a bass player and Gene Simmons. And you know, it's just one of those things. Oh, man, it's and so we it cuts <clears> in, and we see, you know, little Michael Myers. And now we're not going to do like we did on the last one. We'll go scene to scene, because that took a while. Yeah. <laughs> but what we're going to do is just break down, like, scenes that stuck out to us pretty much. But we start off with Little Michael Myers, and it was a rat, wasn't it? That he's sitting there playing it was with. A, it was his pet and mouse, or rat mouse, yeah. or something like that, yeah. And you already see like what environment he's grew up in. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people piss and moaned about uh, Rob Zombie showing the backstory to Little Michael. I enjoyed watching Little Michael. See, that's what I think I liked over the
1: original. John Carpenter's version is because you got to see how little Michael progressed into what he became. Right. It was it was that backstory behind it. So you kind of knew why he became the way he did. And that's that's the kind of thing. That's the thing I think lacked in the, the original was the only thing you seen of Michael was him walking through the kitchen, finding a knife, stabbing his sister and then standing down the yard. Exactly. You never
0: got any inclination of how he got to that point. You know, right. What, what made him that way. And I'm going to only bring this up once, and it's about to be in this next scene we're talking about. It cuts to the kitchen scene where Ronnie and Debra, Deborah's in there, I guess, cooking breakfast.
1: Making eggs. Yes,
0: and Ronnie is just a dirtbag of a stepdad or whatever he is, even if he's just a boyfriend. And the only, the only problem I have with this movie, and I like Rob Zombie's movies, some of them, But, man, Rob Zombie throws that language in there. Man, he is not shy
1: about what he puts out there as far as language goes.
0: I can handle the gore. I can handle the nudity. But I hate uh, hearing so much language. Because to me, it's – I mean, I'm fine with a little bit of language being in there. But it's so unnecessary as much as Rob Rob Zombie throws in his movies. And I'm like, if he thinks this is like how real people talk – he must be around some rowdy people, because I, I can't do that, you know? It's one thing to have the language in context.
1: Yes. Yeah, It's like, if you watch, like, a mobster movie or something like that, you would expect that, because yeah. that's 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 in context. But just throwing it in there to a man and a wife sitting in the kitchen talking and just cussing back and forth, yeah, it's...
0: You know, I'm not, I'm not even going to say man and wife. I'm going to say it's a boyfriend. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but, uh, anyway, uh... So we you really see right off the bat what kind of character Ronnie is. He's just a dirtbag, white trash is pretty much what he is. I mean, really. And uh, you know the little you see little uh, baby Lori Mm -hmm. is in this uh, high chair. But anyway, young Michael kills the rat. You know, or that that that's what we assume, of course. You know, you know he did it, and uh, he comes downstairs, and you just really see like how Deborah she do not stand up for her or her kids. Mm-mm. She kind of she kind of tries to put a
1: wall up, but then, you know, Ronnie just kind of breaks it down every time she, you know, she she tries to be really big bad and tough and then she right. just kind of slowly, you know, backs away. But I I don't know if it was so much of her backing away just because she was afraid of him or <clears throat> if it was whenever little Michael came in if she was just trying to keep him from <clears throat> being exposed to that kind of imp- you know, demeanor from her, not necessarily right. Ronnie, but I don't know if she just didn't want little Michael to see her that way.
0: Exactly. So, I mean, there's people out there in those kind of relationships, yeah. Yeah, you know, for sure. so, but, uh, that to me is probably the roughest scene in the whole movie, just because of Ronnie's mouth. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie to you. When I watch it by myself, or even I don't care who I'm watching it with, as long as they've seen it before. I always skip that scene just yeah. because I don't like hearing that much, you know. And that, right. But uh, I get it. That's how Rob Zombie wanted to kick it off. Mm-hmm. So, so then we find out that uh, little Michael is killing animals mm-hmm. and taking pictures of them. And I guess he had them at school then, wasn't he? Yeah, he had them he, in his uh, backpack or locker. Well, in
1: in the the movie, whenever um, Michael's in the class and he gets into the altercation with the bully. They uh, find the dead cat in his backpack, um, and then they find the pictures, which they show to his mom whenever she comes up to the school. So, uh, yeah, they he had them in his backpack at the school, and then... I forgot he had the cat in the, in the yeah, backpack. Yeah, that's yeah. right, he and, did. And then that's kind of when, like, right as that scene's kind of closing,
0: that's when little Michael decides to go haywire on the bully. Right. <clears throat> and... The, the scene where the bully runs his mouth to him in the, uh, in the bathroom, wow. Yeah. that That's rough. And as much as we talk about language and context, I, I can honestly say in high school I have seen that. Yeah. That, that's what's bad. And that's what we got to stop and think, too, which he's, make, he's trying to – Rob Zombie's making it, like, realistic. Right. But in, you know, 78 – you know, you didn't hear the kids talking that film. Right. But they can get away with a lot more than they can now. Yeah. But honestly, times were different back then. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're looking at it at two different perspectives, two different generations. Right. Uh, yeah. Let's go to the first. Uh, well, hold on. I got to shut this out real quick. I get chills every time I watch it when Dr. Loomis comes in he's talking to Deborah, and he's like, your son needs treatment, you know, and this and that. Michael sees what's going on. He takes it up as soon as he starts running down the hallway. You hear dun 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 mm-hmm. dun, and I was like, "Uh oh!" And he's going and he's going in his locker. He's like, "It's time." And it's like if you watched, the,
1: if you're watching the movie for the very first time, and he opens the locker, as soon as you see that mask, you kind of get the feeling something's fixing to happen. Right. Something big. That clown mask. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As soon as you see that clown mask, you you kind of get the idea, and you you have a, an idea of who it might be, given the current situation with the altercation and the bully and all right. that. But as soon as you see that mask, you know something's up.
0: And I love how they. I was just proud that dig the little, the little young Michael Myers. Yeah. Got to be Michael Myers. Like it wasn't just young Michael. I mean, like had the music. He was stalking him. He's off in the back behind the tree watching. You know. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, it fit. He fit it. He fit it really well. He he's he's a cute kid, but he's got that. Well, he's not a kid no more. But well, yeah, yeah. But he he just looked like he looked like he, Evil. But <laughs> well, if
1: you if you look at the picture that Loomis is, uses for his book that you see later on when he's giving yes. the lecture, the the look that he has, just which ends up being the cover of Loomis's book, right? It it just looks like a psychopath, right? Like, I mean, the devil's eyes. That's you know, what I was just gonna say. I mean, yeah, it looks just like you would think
0: a psychopath would look. That first kill scene <clears throat> when he beats that bully with that big old uh, branch. Man, it, vicious. Yeah, it was rough. And the kid getting ki- uh, killed, he did such a c- believable job. It, it took me a second while he was beating him. I was like, is he going to
1: kill him this way? Because, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen it. And I, and I couldn't just couldn't remember. And then as he just laid there and he hit him that last time and his body just kind of just stood there staring, I was like, is he dead? Yeah. Did he die? And then he kind of walked away and the body didn't move. And I was like, oh, he's
0: dead. And, you know, that's one thing. Uh, if, like you were talking about how he's staring. <clears throat> I don't know how the dude, if he did it on purpose, but that last hit, his body, like, relaxes. And just kind of flinched and yeah. just went stiff. It was, it, I was yeah. like, dang, that kid did it good there, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so now so now we've got his first official uh, murder, not killing animals, I'm talking about a human being, another life, you know? Which, again, if you kind of look at the original, Michael's first kill was his sister.
1: Right. And now, he didn't even kill... You know the boyfriend. Right. He just killed the sister. So it's it it kind of what I was saying before. It helps progress from what's coming up mm-hmm. in Rob Zombie's movie. You know, you, you kind of see where he was going in leading up to that with that first kill. Right. You know, he, he just he doesn't like people that you know aggravate him. It's just building and building. Yeah.
0: But uh mm. let's talk about Halloween night. I love the music. Love hurts. You know, it mm-hmm. was just so perfect. Rich Rob Zombie, I'll give him his credit. He picks the best song for his movies. Yeah, it was it was really good. But I just love uh, him sitting there on the curb. And you can feel bad for him because, I mean, he's wanting to go trick-or-treating. Uh, his sister won't take him. She's upstairs with the guy. You know, Ronnie's being mean to him. But Ronnie is a heavy sleeper if he let him duct tape him all the way. <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing. Which, he was
1: drunk, so maybe he was passed out. But... I mean, just when he ripped the duct, you know, when he first pulled the duct tape out, and, and I think I would have woken up. Me too. You know, I mean, yeah. unless I was just completely
0: out of it. But, yeah, he that's a lot of duct tape he used. And, you know, Ronnie's that character that you just can't wait for him to get it. hmm And when he slit his throat and he's looking up at him, I love how Michael's just staring down at him. Mm-hmm. Like, he's got the mask on, you know, and yeah. he's just like, you know, this is what you get. Like, you should have oh, seen it coming. Yeah, no feeling, no more feelings. Well, then... The boyfriend, he kills. Uh, I can't even remember the, Steve. Mm-hmm. When he kills Steve with that bat in the kitchen, it hurt me, dude. When he, the sound, and then when he
1: starts twitching, dude, the thud and then the yeah, the thud and the twitching. It just like it was like a wounded animal, that yes, just.
0: And did you notice uh, the music sounded like it started skipping when he was twitching? I didn't notice. Yes. The next time you uh, even just to go back and watch that scene when he's when his feet start kicking. The tracks are just going, t- 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 like it's skipping. I was really? like, holy crap. That's, hmm. I love that. And, of course, they threw it back in. Uh, Judith is listening to Don't Fear the Reaper.
1: Mm-hmm. I did I did catch that one.
0: Uh, but, to me, Little Michael's kill in the hallway with his sister, that's my favorite Little Michael Myers kill. It was, and I think it
1: was because of who it was is mm-hmm. what made it so brutal.
0: Yeah, and it, but it felt real because, I mean, like, he stabbed her after she slapped him a couple of times and then you don't know what else he did to her but apparently he did more to her when she came out she was all bloody mm-hmm. her whimpering and holding her belly and, and as soon as he sticks his head out you hear the dun mm-hmm. dun dun he's got the mask on yep. I was like oh this is freaking cool and he and the sound you know when the knife's cutting her I think it said he stabbed her 15 times I think altogether it's what they huh? were reporting yeah it was like the, fifteen or fifteen or seventeen yeah. no seventeen times.
1: Yes. Yeah, because I remember thinking like in the if you read the like the little synopsis of the movie itself, it says seventeen years and I remember thinking he stabbed her seventeen
0: times. It's been seventeen years.
1: Eh. It's kind of a little play.
0: Uh Rob Zombie's uh wife Sherry Moon Zombie, I thought she did a real good job of her reaction when she saw uh Judith Lane on the stretcher dead. Yeah. Uh, which we even mentioned she was a stripper in the movie. Yeah, but uh, which is one of the reasons that
1: Michael was getting bullied in the in the bathroom. Right. Yeah.
0: But I love and uh, you know how everybody's frozen mm-hmm. and you hear the reporter and they're going over to little Michael in the back of the police car and he's the only one not frozen. Yeah. Do you know how they did that shot? Mm-hmm. Rob Zombie said on the on the making of the, all he did was told everybody stay uh, staying still as possible. Really? Yes. There was no. Uh, effects or nothing. Huh. I was like, yeah. that that. I mean, because I thought it was. Yeah. But yeah, um, great shot. Yeah, I thought it was It was really... It, it was kind of like... You kind of feel like that's how
1: Michael's seen the world. Everybody was standing still, and he was the only one that was just... I mean, that or he was stuck, and everybody else was moving. Right. Kind of thing. Like, like the could, world's
0: evolving around him. Yeah, and he can't do anything about it. So now we're at Smith's Grove. And see, this is what I like, is being able to see Dr. Loomis... With little Michael. Mm -hmm. You see their relationship. Which I would love to see that in a 1978 version with Donald Pleasance and little Michael. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, and there's one part I noticed, you know, when he's like, uh, do you remember what happened that night? He has no
1: recollection of it. Yeah, he's, I didn't do that. That wasn't me and all that kind of stuff. And that's what I like the most about. That's one of the reasons I like this one so much is because not only do you get the backstory of where Michael goes but you see the progression from his from when he, you know, killed his his family, his his sister. You see the progression from what got him from to being the little kid? Yes. And, he, and then he went silent. Right. And then that was and then when he later on after that he kills the nurse yes. with the fort. He lashes out at his mom, which is yes. like the innocence of his just completely gone. Like I feel like when he killed the nurse and then lashed out at his mom, his innocence was dead.
0: You know, and and it was just gone for good. That's funny you said that because that's what I had wrote down here. Uh, when he's talking to Loomis, he don't remember anything, or he says he don't remember anything. Mm-hmm. Well, then when he's with his mom, he says, "Hey, mommy, is every, is everybody okay at home?" Yeah. You know, and she and she, you could tell she was like, "What I say? What do I say?" You know, yeah. and but it does make you think: Was he faking, or was he legit? I think he like mentally had he didn't know. I think I think him personally, he blocked it out.
1: Yeah. Right? From from the kid's aspect of that he doesn't want to believe that he did it. Um, which, in, in real life, you do hear about people that do have those kind of psychotic breaks where they don't remember any
0: of it. Where it's just like a complete lapse in their memory altogether. And I love where they're talking about the colors, the absence of color. He <clears throat> says, my, one of my favorite colors is black. Yeah. Now you start seeing he's making his own masks, mm-hmm. And... We see a scene where he's going crazy. and He's yelling at uh Dr. Loomis. He's like "F you, f you, I." And he yeah. and then it cuts to where Loomis is holding Michael, and he's like, "I just want to go home." And mm-hmm. he's crying. He's like, "You can't go. Why? Because you've done some very bad things." Right. Then it cuts to the part where he's like, he hasn't talked. To, he ain't said a word in two weeks.
1: Yeah.
0: But like the last thing that they, I, I believe, the last thing they ever show Michael saying to his mom is a. Uh, Remember, she takes the mask off. She says, You need to eat. You don't look good. And he goes, Put my mask Put back my on. Put
1: ma- my mask back on, yeah.
0: But, like you said, uh, and then they have the nurse come in there. She's looking at the picture that, you know, because Deborah left him uh, the picture of him and his mm-hmm. little baby sister. Forks her. Bad. Yeah. Which, which I thought was kind of weird
1: because you, when you think of, like, again, that this was back 15 years before the movie was, you know, had taken place. I thought it was kind of weird that they actually let him have a metal fork. Yeah. I mean, you know, you would think in, in an assailant asylum, they would be like, nah, plastic forks for everybody. Yeah. You know, but
0: they actually give him a real fork. But like you said, you finally see where the innocence of Michael Myers is gone. Mm-hmm. This, And I love the siren. Doo! And it's just going off and you can't hear what the commotion is. You can't hear anything. And Deborah comes in there and she takes his mask and he just lunges at her like oh, a lion, yeah. you know. And she falls screaming. I love that because you never hear Doctor Loomis say anything, you know. Yeah, and it's just the it's chaos. It's it's chaos noise, and then you can see
1: him mouthing. You see him saying Michael, um, and but Michael's just like lost it. He just like had that snap, final crack, pop, and just went off on everybody.
0: So he's officially done. Done. So then it goes to a really emotional scene: is a Deborah's suicide. Yeah. And she's watching home videos of when the family, the good times of the family, mm-hmm. and I, I said Sherry Moon did a very good job on that scene. I think so. I, the only thing I think
1: it is is like I feel like there should have been more progression in her depression. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I feel like all you seen was her laying on the couch crying, and then she sits up, looks at the gun, and then you hear the bang. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they really progressed and showed which. I guess you can consider the entire time she was going to the insane asylum, just her delving deeper right. and deeper. But I, I feel like, not not that I say I want to see more suicide in there, but I feel like they rushed her killing herself in just that scene.
0: Well, and honestly, <clears throat> this sounds bad, but everybody gripes about Sherry Moon being in all his movies. Yeah. I'm sure that would have been another thing where people would have pissed and moaned about, oh, you just spotlighted your wife. Yeah. So he got, you know. Yeah, that's true. Uh <laughs> and that scene got ruined for me when I was out in theaters because I had my cousin with me, and he go, you hear the pal, and he goes, did she shoot the baby? <laughs> <And> I, was, <laughs> I was like, yes, that baby survived that gunshot, but You know, but anyway, so now we're jumping 15 years later, and Michael's a freaking huge dude, man. I don't know what kind of insane
1: asylum this is, but they have to have one heck of a gym.
0: Yes. Because this dude
1: was massive. And I love
0: how it's Danny Trejo. And uh, Lou Temple, they're walking. <laughs> he just kills me. He's like, I ain't taking no orders from you, you know. I mm. he's a racist, white yeah, racist. Clearly, they they open the door and he's like, uh, well, I can't say what he says, but yeah. he's got mask all on the wall and stuff. And Danny Trail's still treating him like a kid. Yeah, and I loved it that they showed the mask and they
1: made an emphasis on leaving his property his mask as his property. Whenever he tried to touch it, and then right. Danny Trail snapped on him. But I loved the the mask, the, like the symbolism of him throughout the years and you can see that those masks meant something to him. Right. Which just puts even more emphasis on the ultimate Michael Myers mask. Exactly. So it it goes to show you how much he disliked his own face. Yes. Because he wanted to make sure he kept it hid but at the same time he made all these different masks to express himself. hmm Which I thought was really cool.
0: And like you said, I, uh, I still mm-hmm. love the, I, I like the chemistry. Well, not the chemistry. I like how Danny Trail plays it. Yeah. You know, he's like, hey, I've been with this kid for 15 years. And, you know, but so now he's talking with uh, Loomis. And Loomis said, you know, you haven't said a word in 15 years. So that's the last time you see Loomis and him in a mm-hmm. uh, counseling session is what I call it. Right. So then, like what you were saying, we, we cut to Dr. Loomis at a college teaching. He says, these are the eyes of a psychopath. Mm-hmm. But did you notice it's shown, uh you can hear him talking and it's, you know, it's showing like the school. Then it's showing pictures of Michael. The whole time he's standing in front of a picture of Michael. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he hits the lines, these are the eyes of a psychopath. All you see is Doctor Loomis's eyes. Hmm. So whose eyes are whose eyes look like a psychopath? Michael Myers or Doctor Loomis? That's a good point. I never thought about that. Yeah. So and it's only on that one line. These are the eyes of the psych, of, of a psychopath. And that's strictly all you see is just from his eyebrows and mm-hmm. his nose. Yeah. So, I thought that was really unique. Yeah, thank you, thank was... you, know. Uh, now, one of my favorite uh, scenes is Michael Myers escapes. hmm And uh, this has got the scene with uh, Leslie Easterbrook in it, Bill Moseley, and uh, Tom Toles, and they're taking, their, um, they're moving into another. Yeah, yeah, they're moving them. And it just kills me because everybody got a brutal kill scene and all... Uh, <laughs> All uh, Bill Mosley got was like a punch in the face, and I guess he died. I, he uh, Glass jaw, was all I can say. And he, he grabbed Tom Tolson and when he was smashing his head, I guess that, and you just saw the blood squirting mm. in the back. But uh, he rips Leslie Easterbrook's uh, throat. Just, man. But here's the thing, though. I, I wonder if it's a deleted scene. Why did he start dragging her? I don't know. It never really shows what happened uh-uh. to her. Uh, uh, it yeah. just shows her dragging her down
1: the hall, shows the trails of blood. And then um, the next person that you see is dead is the receptionist that Danny Trejo yep. was trying to get a hold of whenever he finally walked in.
0: And that, and you see how big Tyler Maine is when he's around all the guards. What? And I love the upside-down camera shots of him walking yeah. and all that. I just... Yeah. You know, crap. And that, that orange mask? That orange mask is creepy. It looked like a jack-o'-lantern. Yes. Which, which I really thought was really kind of cool with the whole Halloween thing. Yes. Yes. Uh, d- so now we're going to go to the sad Danny Trejo, the janitor's death. That was probably my least favorite just because it was it – it, It's bad because, you know, he's like, Michael, what are you doing out of your room? And I love how you can hear Danny Trejo going <laughs> – Yeah. Like, he's nervous. And he was
1: shaking. And when he was – you know, he went to grab the cuffs and put the cuffs on him. And it, for a second, you almost think Michael's going to let him –
0: Yeah, he stuck him, his hands he out. Stuck
1: his hands out and Jan- this Trejo was
0: shaking like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> But I feel bad because he's like, I was good to you, Mikey. Oh, and not only did he just drown him, like tried to drown him, then he picks that freaking TV set up off the wall. Man. But, hey, when it comes to Rob Zombie's movies, nobody's hey, safe. Nobody. You know? <laughs> clear. Clearly. But now, and then, it, I love, it cuts that, Tom Sawyer. Today's Tom Sawyer is the mean. You know, it shows mm-hmm. the trucker. Here comes Big Joe Grizzly. Big Joe. I love that. And uh, I, I thought Ken Free did a great job as – He's still trying to live like he's in the 70s. You see that the Afro? The Afro, and, yeah. And he look, uh, kills me. He looks in the mirror and he's like, mm, oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's and then he's sitting on the toilet with a, a swank magazine talking yeah. about
1: bad girl, bad girl. Yeah, and
0: I was sitting there thinking, man, you just. And you see Michael come in and he kills me. He's like, hey, buddy, I got a taco deluxe of cream talking back at me, so it might be a while. Yeah. And then he's like, uh. You mind waiting? Uh, uh, what do you say? You mind waiting somewhere else where I'll pass this beast and beast? Mm-hmm. He's just, you tell he's just a, a laid back. He was definitely on top of the quips, that's
1: for sure. Yeah. yeah. But, but what, what I really was thought was crazy was I never thought of Joe, he, I never thought of him being a big guy until he stood up and opened the door and he was almost mm-hmm. eye to eye with Michael Myers. Yeah, and I never, never took that in consideration that him being that kind of that big, right, big right. stature guy, but he was, I, he
0: was, he was huge. And they start tussling. He that. He gr He's got that knife, and Michael's got his wrist. It's got the knife, and he's just slamming it, breaking the wall. Yeah. It was... If you watch the making of it, they just built this little tiny bathroom, and they just, and they, it shows that they destroyed it because they were fighting. But it's it's funny because you can hear Ken Furry in there, and he goes, "I'm Joe Grizzly, motherfucker." And Rob Zombie is behind camera, and he starts laughing. He goes, "Oh, I'm Joe Grizzly!" Like he just (laughs) threw that out there, like, "Oh, don't mess with Joe Grizzly," you know. (laughs) But he ends up taking over. Joe Grizzly kills him, Mm -hmm. uh, stabs him, I guess, in the gut a few times, and that's where he gets the overalls. Yep. I was glad they finally showed him where he got his overalls at.
1: Yeah, I I, I like that idea too. That that they would show him collecting those overalls. And what I think what I like them. Probably more about this one is it kind of added to the sense of Michael Myers being this this so called monstrous villain. Was in the first one, Michael took the car and was driving the car around, right? And, and he had the chance to grab this guy's you know diesel, mm-hmm. and instead he just took off walking, yeah. Like he got his suit, he got his boots, and then he went back home, right? Which we're we'll talking about that
0: in a second. <laughs> so now we're at we're in Haddonfield and it's Halloween. We see uh, Lori and her mm-hmm. family, which Dee Wallace is her, uh, playing her mom. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the one thing I'll say out of all the characters, Lori and uh, the children, uh, Tommy and Lindsay, and, and Lori's mom and dad, to me they're really the only characters that you really connect with. Like well, It's because they're the only ones that
1: really have a sense of we don't deserve to die type you know, yeah, I mean, it's like we've done nothing or to
0: me they're the most this is how real family is yeah 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 you know instead of that brutality crap that you see right uh but just to throw this out there uh lori when she's walking you know they're they got the same music going right. she's she's doing the same thing they did in their first one uh the jacket she's wearing is uh Rob and Sherry's uh, clothing line, a uh, total skull. Really? Yeah. So I said, I said, ah, I said they got a little publicity. In yeah. There. A little, but uh, love it. Love the scene where Michael finds his mask. Oh, dude, I
1: love the fact <clears throat> that they actually show him to where even when he was a little kid he hid it. Yes. Before he ever went back outside. Yes. So I love that he just goes in there and tears the floor up and he finds the original knife mm-hmm. and he finds the mask. And he just looks at it, and he's, yeah. just, he's just like, this is...
0: That's his face.
1: This is my face. Yeah. You know, this was was my face from the beginning.
0: It's like his armor, man. It's, yeah. And the one thing throughout this whole movie, uh, and, and Rob Zombie uh, said that they only, you know, they had different masks, but it was all the same facial expression. Mm-hmm. Tyler Maine just his body movement and his eyes, mm-hmm. sometimes you would think the mask did different features. Like, some, to me, it looked like sometimes it was sad, sometimes it was more evil. You
1: say that, and there was a scene I remember, and, and I can't remember who it was he was he was hauling away, but there was a scene where he was either dragging or pulling somebody back, and I swear to you that mask was smiling. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It, 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 just... was, it was crazy because it was like, you seen his eyes, but it, I, just the way that I guess the mask was tilted, it looked like he was smiling. Right. It was it was
0: creepy. And a lot of the Halloween movies, you don't want to see their eyes. Jason, mm-hmm. you don't want to see the eyes. This one, I loved it. Yeah. Because he, cause apparently he's got something good trained with his eyes, where he could. Because uh, there was there was a few scenes where like when he was, well, when you know going all the way to the end where he's talking, when he's sitting sittin in front of Lori and he t- he sits down mm-hmm. on his knees. The mask looks like it's a weeping, like it's sad. Yeah. But he, Rob Zombie swears up it down. And he said, no, it was all the same mode, just different ones, you know?
1: That's crazy.
0: Uh, when Michael's watching Lori uh, at the high school, you know, when it's Lori, Annie, mm-hmm. and uh, did you notice the house that he's standing in front of? It's uh, the original house from the first one. It's Lori's original house yeah. from the first Yeah, I thought that was cool that they threw that in there. Yeah. Uh, so... I like this Annie better. Danielle Harris. I like her because she's a really good actor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: she's she's really good.
0: But I thought she didn't play... She wasn't the annoying friend like the original one was. The one that whined all the time? Yeah. This Annie is a tough (laughs) B-word.
1: it was like... She was just like... It's just... She, I honestly thought that scene where they were walking down the street, she would have been just running after Michael while he was sitting there staring at him
0: and just attack him. And she's like, hey, my dad's the effing sheriff. you want to try? Yeah. And they made this one where, uh, what's her name? Uh, Linda. Mm -hmm. She was a slut of this one. Like big time. (laughs) The cheerleader.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They made her just nasty. So you're like, yeah, yeah, we'll get out, you know, but, uh, we're going to go ahead and get to Linda and Bob's death scene. I mean, it, it was cu- it was pretty cut and dry from the original.
1: I mean, right. I, I, it was a lot of the only difference was I think that um, they really focused on her on his death, with him stabbing him and sticking him on the wall and stuff. Right. They really made that focus where. And you kind of get the same inclination from the original when he was just standing there and he just t- turned his head and he yes. just looked at him.
0: I like that. Like he was doing the exact same thing he was doing. In the I photo. thought it was cool they were using his house to, you know, go yeah. do that thing. What really I like, too, is when she's like, where's my beer, moron? And she goes, come on. And he, and he hands her the beer. He's like, sticks it out. Yeah. I like that because it's like, huh, because he's playing games with her. Mm-hmm. And he did. He choked her on this one. He, he didn't, did. He didn't slice her. He actually crushed he her, boy. Yep. Uh The gun shop. Dr. Loomis goes to a gun shop, you know, getting some guns. Did you notice who the clerk was? I did. Um, I can't remember his name. What's he from? Um,
1: (laughs) You would ask me that. It blew my
0: mind. I didn't know he would be in a movie like this.
1: Uh, You're going to have to.
0: Nikki Dolan's from the Monkees. That's what it Yeah. 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 yeah sure I know. I love the monkeys. And I was like, holy crap, that's Mickey Dolan. I didn't even think about it. Well, he's like, what well, we hunting? You know, and it just cuts. But, uh, that's hilarious. So, and I know we're skipping around, you know, so Loomis knows he's escaped, of course. So now he he knows exactly where he's going. He's going to Haddonfield. So now we just saw him get the gun. Uh, before Annie comes and picks up, uh, Lori. You know, uh, Lori and her mom are sitting on the stairs and they're talking about, you know, oh, I miss you being that age or whatever, Mm -hmm. like real moms and daughters and sons or whoever talks about. And he comes up and picks up uh, Lori. Their death scene came out of nowhere. Her dad, when they're talking about going on vacation, Mm -hmm. and she goes, well, I'm going to go inside. I don't remember what she was doing, making coffee or something. Uh, She goes aside and See, was, Lori's dad turns around and it's just like, bam.
1: Yeah. And I thought it was really weird as, I mean, we know eventually you find out why Michael's trying to get a hold of her. They kind of, they kind of hint to it the yeah. whole time. Um, but you don't, you never really find out how Michael knew that those were her adopted parents. Right. Yeah, I mean, you never, you never really find out how he knew that those were her parents. Exactly. And, and why he targeted them. Right. You know, and I mean, you find out later um, to kind of jump forward where Loomis is talking about how or he's talking to uh, Sheriff Brackett. Yeah. Where Brackett says he didn't report that there was another kid when, you mm-hmm. know, when they when they took over the house. And they took him to another town, took another, another town and they ended up getting adopted. Um, right. I don't remember months or years later by the Strohs. Lori ended up getting adopted, which what I thought was really weird because I don't like and I, I know he little Michael said the baby's name. I don't remember if he called her Lori. No, he didn't. So it,
0: was, it wasn't Lori. Yeah. Uh,
1: so it, even it like, was.
0: He called her Boo or something like that, didn't he? I really don't remember.
1: But you don't even get the inclination that it was a, a little girl, right? You, you right. just—it was just another baby.
0: Uh, <laughs> I love, uh, you know, now Lori's babysitting Tommy, mm-hmm. and Tommy kills me. That little boy's a good actor, you know. Yeah. And Annie's watching Lindsay. I love how she's talking with Lindsay. Through the other room, mm-hmm. and the camera pans up, and Michael's watching TV with her. You know, he's just yeah. like, cause like, see, he's not there to hurt the kid. Yeah, but he's just sitting there watching, and that's another thing where the face looked different to me. Mm-hmm. But he and it's the movie from the original 1978 that they were watching, right? You know, but uh, I love that when she comes around the corner and he's gone. I'm like, dude, for a big dude, that dude can sneak around, man. Man, I tell you. Uh, so they bring Lindsay over. To Lori's, uh, where she's w- uh watching Tommy, and now Paul and Annie are getting it on. Obviously, <laughs> Michael wears uh Paul out. Yeah, he does. Like tossing around, I mean, cutting them. But Annie, she's a survivor, man, and she wasn't going down without a fight. Man, <clears throat> that whole that
1: whole series of him him killing her and uh Paul. Mm-hmm. Annie and Paul Him killing them Was just like Paul was Paul was just dead
0: Right I mean, Right. Was, he, he
1: was dead and he You didn't really it. see What a lot have to him Did you No I mean the Next thing you know You see him hanging In the hallway With the Pumpkin thing, like, Pumpkin on his head Yeah And then um, But the whole Annie thing Was It was really Kind of intense For me at first Because you thought He would have killed her Before Lori ever showed up At the house Right But then When Lori comes in And sees them laying there And Annie's still alive Yeah and then while Lori goes to call the police and call the ambulance, Annie's just laying there screaming Lori's name because she sees Michael come out from behind the door. Right. And then I thought it was really, I, I kind of chuckled for a second when Michael walked up to Paul's body and just kind of pushed it. <laughs> yeah. I was just like. He was he was entertaining himself. He was, yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, I don't know if he was pushing it to try and make Lori think something. I thought, well, he's going to push it. Lori's going to come in and see the body swinging and freak out. Yeah. But he didn't even let her get back in there.
0: Yeah. Like I said, Andy put up a heck of a fight, uh, and then you know uh, they they go to the next scene where, I mean, you've already discussed it, where Sheriff Brackett's telling the story. Yeah. But as soon as he gets to call the call on radio, he turns around, mm-hmm. he shows up and finds his daughter, and I mm-hmm. couldn't imagine that, man. You know,
1: ex- especially just laying there, you know, she was topless, bloody, just bloody, and yeah, I couldn't imagine, and he was. As far as acting goes, mm-hmm. I, in that entire movie, I would say that was the not the best acting mm-hmm. because I, I don't care how tough you are. If, if you're a father and you're going to find your daughter topless, bleeding, on the floor, dying, you're going to be a little more freaked out than he was. Okay. Man.
0: I know he's a cop. It's funny you say that, but you haven't seen Rob Zombie's second one, right? No, I haven't. Okay. He does a scene in that one, mm-hmm. him and Annie, and no joke, I st- to this day, I can still watch it and I'll tear up. So really? I'm not going to ruin it for you. No, yeah, don't. But it's awesome. Uh, but, yeah, Lori finds Paul and Annie. She takes off running, and now Michael chases her. Old school music, dun-dun, mm-hmm. dun-dun. She yelling, nobody helping her out, again. <laughs> I,
1: I don't know if it's a collection of Halloween. The, the Halloween series is to have bad neighbors. Yeah. So, I mean, that's just all there is to
0: it. She gets to the house. The little boy runs down there, unlocks it. Mm-hmm. I love the bathroom scene where they get up there. You know, they're hiding in the bathroom. The cops come. And I, I don't know. They, they locked the door in the bathroom. And it's funny how Michael comes through. He punches it with his right hand and yeah. then just steps through. So he carries her. Takes her. I guess she passed out. I guess she did. It.
1: She was fighting on the way. Like when down the he hall. first grabbed her, fighting mm-hmm. down the hall. And then by the time he got to the, the door downstairs, it, he was, she was just limp.
0: So when she wakes up, she's in front of uh, Lin- uh, not Lindsay, uh, Linda's body mm-hmm. laying there with the tombstone, the, um, Judith Myers. Yep. And... Uh,
1: which I'll say, the tombstone in this one mm-hmm. looked a whole lot more like somebody of Tyler Main's size could carry. Yeah, I mean, it was I mean, like a cross. You could, yeah, you know. and he, I mean, he—I mean, he's a huge. He's—I think he's six foot eight. Yeah, he's a big dude. He's every bit of three twenty-five, three fifty. So it, uh, this tombstone, I think, was was better, you know, uh, replicated than right. the original, just because it looked like something he would be able to pick up.
0: So she wakes up, he comes in, she's just flipping out. She's like, please don't hurt me, don't hurt me. He pulled, and he's got the, it's the sensitive Michael. Yeah. Like, it's almost like, you know, he snapped, and this is what, this is my feeling on it. That day he snapped on his mom, and we said he was gone. hmm She was really, I mean, she wasn't mean to Michael, but she wasn't the best mother either. Yeah, yeah. The only true, pure person that treated him right was his little baby sister. hmm he falls down to his knees and takes his mask off and he shows her the picture. She don't know what it is though. Right. Grabs a knife, stabs him in the shoulder. Chase begins. She falls down the pool. He, you know, uh Luma shows up mm-hmm. always at the last minute. Cool. He you tell he does not want to shoot Michael. No, he I mean does. he is hollering. Yeah. He, and still, no neighbors come around and looking. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, man, bad neighbors. It's just I, I don't know what neighborhood these movies are shot in, but I wouldn't want to live there. But he shoots him four or five or six times. I can't remember in the back. He falls down, and you think it's peaceful now. Mm-hmm. And uh, they say the same the same thing. Is the boogeyman real, as a matter Is of fact? Is that the boogeyman yeah. yeah, Yeah. And all of a sudden, boom, he busts through and grabs her out of the car. Uh, when they go back into the Myers house, um, it, it just – I thought he killed Loomis. Mm-hmm. You know, when he's like, you don't have to do – let her go, Michael. It's yeah. me you want – when he grabs him, I don't know how the dude survived it, but he was squeezing that nugget. <laughs> Enough saw, of blood I, was coming out.
1: I didn't yeah. know he died until you just said he didn't die because you've seen the second one.
0: Dude, he, he lived with the first one.
1: Yeah, yeah, and the first one he did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. oh, okay, but okay. I mean, I mean in, in this Halloween.
0: Oh, okay, okay. I thought he had just crushed his head. I oh, don't know. I mean, right. it was just, yeah. Well, spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the second chase scene I really liked when she's getting in the wall. Because uh, Scout, the one that plays Laurie Strode, mm-hmm. I, we were, I was watching the making of it, and she said that when she when she can make herself cry, she makes herself like ball, like right. snot, everything. And she's believable. Yeah. Favorite part of that whole chase scene is when she gets up in the attic and he takes that two-by-four. And he's just bashing through ceiling. I, I love it when he just kind of walks in the hallway and she
1: looks down. He's got that giant tube before, and he just kinda slaps it on his hand. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, You better
0: get ready. <laughs> and he just goes to town stabbing that ceiling. But you see her get the gun out of Loomis's coat pocket. Yep. She gets an attic and he, you know, he's sitting there on the ceiling, whatever you want to call it. He's knocking it, trying to get her to fall down. Well, she falls through then the other side. Mm-hmm. She is a bloody mess when she gets up, staggering.
1: She, like, she had to land on her face.
0: Yeah, she looked rough. Yeah, it was terrible. And I love how, like, you see, like, the dust around her, you know, because the house is mm-hmm. so old and abandoned. And when she opens her eyes, he's just standing there. As soon as soon he And what surprises me is this is what kind of duty is. She pulls the big gun up, and instead of him taking a 2 by 4 and, like, hitting her with it, he just drops it's and just, runs after her. Yeah, and just tackles her. Yes, and boom, they fall out. They <clears> fall out uh, off the second balcony. Mm-hmm. Fade to black.
1: Yeah, they, they. she's she's laying on top of them after they fall off. She you know, leans up, pulls the gun. She goes to fire it a couple times, and it, it just clicks. Yes. And then on that last time she's getting ready to do it, his hand comes up, grabs her, she freaks, shots fired. You don't ever see her shoot him.
0: But you see the blood spread out. But though. you see the blood, so you don't know where she shot him. Right. She was aiming at his face. Right. But you don't see where he shot him or and where it, she shot him. And I love it because when she's screaming going nuts, you hear the dum-dum-dum. Dun, 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 mm-hmm. dun, and it cuts from her screaming as a, a teenager to a baby. Yep. And then the end, you know, was it. written and directed by Rob Zombie, mm-hmm. says the Halloween, and I I like how it's showing the clips of little Michael Myers in yeah. the credits. But uh, overall, uh, we, you know, we're going to rate these movies. Well, we, we do five stars, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you rate Rob Zombie's Halloween? If you, it's 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 really hard because I mean,
1: you rate it. Don't rate base it, it on the first one. <laughs> if, you, if you don't base it on the first one and you base it strictly off of the movie as it is, not comparing it to the other one, I would I'd give it i uh, I'd give it like another four, another four, four and a half. I mean, I wouldn't give it a complete five because, like you said, the a lot of the the vul- vulgarity in it. Was, yes. a lot of it was unnecessary. Um... If it was better in context, it would it wouldn't be a could be a factor at all. Right. I and mean, then um the reason I'm not gonna give it anything lower than a four is just because I like how they progressed little Michael better right. in this one than they did the original. So I mean I would give it the
0: same ratings but for different reasons. I think I'm gonna give it three and a half stars. Mm-hmm. And it's solely based on because I have to I have to be in the mood to watch it and right. put up with what I'm hearing. Right. Uh, granted yes I mean it was one of the highest remakes out of all the remakes they've done that one stood the test of time Right. and I did like the film I went away happy I was happy I went and saw it in theaters yeah. twice as a matter of fact right. but sitting at home now and you know with my kids being teenagers and stuff it ain't a movie I just pop in and you know, because I don't want them hearing that.
1: Right, right. But I mean, the thing you got to remember with this one though is it's it's 2020 now. That movie's 13 years old. Exactly. But it still looks
0: like a movie that would be made today. Exactly. So I would, and three and a half stars ain't bad. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's better than half. I, I enjoyed the movie. I do wish Rob Zombie kind of cut the cussing down a little bit. Yeah. And I know some of y'all out there it, it probably don't bother. I mean every everybody's got their thing. Yeah, see and but if I'm comparing it to the original <clears throat> the original, I can put it in any time we go. Yeah. But See from my aspect is I I I've,
1: I've not language in movies like that doesn't necessarily bother me. I mean I can I can watch a movie that has that language in it be like, Okay, that was unnecessary. Right. But it doesn't bother me to the aspect, like you were talking like you just had to be in the mood for it, right? Or something right. like that. I mean, it's like if you're watching something like Goodfellas, yeah, you know, it, that's got a lot of language in it. Casino, a lot worse language in it, right. but it's
0: all in context. It's yeah. a mafia movie, yeah, exactly. So you know you're you're expecting. It, put yeah, it that yeah, way. Yeah, Uh So you're giving it a four. I'll give it a three and a half. I, I,
1: yeah, I would give it a four. Just just awesome. because it's a it's a more modern adaptation and it's something that if. Halloween had never come out in the past. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this one was as impactful as the original was. So I don't know if there would have been as many movies made about it. You know what I mean?
0: So that's it. That is our second episode. And it is Rob Zombie's Halloween, 2007 Halloween. And uh, I don't know what we're doing next. Do you have anything in mind you'd
1: like to do I, I don't have anything in particular I know we've talked about a couple um, I know I said something about Milo it, that's one of those movies we'll have to find because I couldn't even tell you where to find it um, we did mention something about doing Child's Play which is one of my favorite horror series um, up until a certain point you know, when, <laughs> you know once you get to like I don't know like see to Chucky right you know, it gets kind of iffy but like the first one two and three are, are great um, but I mean, there's there's a lot
0: of stuff. There's Candyman. There's Hellraiser. There's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Night Elm Streets. I mean, there's a lot. Yeah. So I don't know. I I'll say the next one we do. How would you feel, Child's Play? I'm down with it. Let's change it up, Child's Play. I'm, I'm down with it. So our next episode, our third episode for Small Town Horror, is going to be the original child's play and it kind of works because brad dorf was in this one so we'll just move over to another brad dorf movie there we go so we hope you enjoyed this episode uh this was a a long i had a lot of notes for this one (laughs) yeah yeah it's yeah he's got a book over here i don't know if can hear the pages roughly he's got a ton (laughs) of it but again we thank you uh, whoever is listening to the podcast we're enjoying uh every minute of doing it oh yeah and now we just we actually have a, a reason we can give the wives while we're watching horror movies. <laughs> yeah, we'll just send them off to another house or another room right. and, and then we'll just watch these. All right, so uh, we're going to try to do these, I'm going to guess, the way this is rock and roll about every other week. So uh, tune in next for our third episode. It's going to be on Child's Play. So signing off, I'm Johnny Reyes. Randy Howard. And we will see you again.
1: Stay spooky.